any questions or concerns about the format or or anything? Yeah, could we do a better job? Not you, Dave. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's my bad. Rhyme or free, it doesn't matter to me. It's my bad poetry. Good day, and welcome to My Bad Poetry, a podcast that started with two random people reading from an old private journal, and while it still is that from time to time, luckily for all of us, it has evolved into so much more. I'm Aaron, and along with Dave, we have found ourselves meeting the most amazing people through their self-admitted awful poetry. Today's guest is a 2022 Kenyan Review Writers Workshop invitee, an adjunct professor of poetry at Southern Connecticut State University, specializing in monster theory. And the unintentional rhyming stops there, unlike her resume, which also includes the associate editor for Five South and a podcast host herself with Too Lit to Quit, Terry Lynn Davis. We are thrilled to have you on. Thank you so much, Aaron and Dave. Happy to be here. Yeah, it's not like we've been chatting for about 17 minutes already. <laughs> Wait, we've been chatting for 17 minutes, or you guys have been chatting while I you know, was late? Well, it's been really off and on. Uh, we've had a lot of interruptions up front, but hopefully that <laughs> that leads to um, uh, a good chunk of time here. So, well, um, you have started your own podcast about an insider's viewpoint into the writing world. Yes. I just wanted to, there's so much of information I wanted when I first started out. So I just figured, like, just have a new creative outlet for myself just to help people if they, if they're interested. So it's, it's been nice. No, I've, I've really enjoyed your, your podcast. I have very little, uh, no, I have no experience in, <laughs> in the writer's world beyond these interactions that we've been having. And um, to get that kind of insider perspective and a, and a little kind of glimpse in that in that world it's fascinating um so niche right like yeah. it's 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 the culture itself is what interests me and why i want to share there's so many weird things that we're supposed to do that we don't know we should do until <laughs> you're you're kind of like immersed in it for i don't know like years i've been doing this for hmm. I don't know, like since 2019, seriously. Okay. So a few years now, but um, so many random things, so many random ways of doing things that you would never, you wouldn't, how would you know? Yeah. Right? And now you're in it. You're in right. the world. Dave, do you have anything? <laughs> I, like I'm, maybe a bad poem? Oh, that's what we in the business like to call a professional transition. Mm -hmm. Or one of the worst uh, transitions ever. Well, yeah. Yes, <laughs> I, I have a beautiful poem. I can't wait. Okay. I worked really hard on this one. This last week, I took some kids on a trip, and I had some difficulties at the beginning of the trip. So this is a poem about that. The van jumped to life with a start. The fire of energy burning throughout. Then the most fear-filled noise entered my heart. Thank you. Oh. We have to do, uh, we're snapping. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Snap, 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 snap. All right. Oh. 
no, I had a fuse blow out in my van the day before the trip, couldn't get it fixed, so I had to call, like, 17 different companies being like, please rent me a van, please! <laughs> and it was so expensive. Oh, it was great. <laughs> car rentals are terrible right now. I could get it. I right? could get a car for, like, a week for $200, and all of a sudden it's, like, thousands of dollars. Yeah. So. Well, unlike the silence of your van... Dave, we are going to fill this next time. I'm trying for a better transition. Don't cringe. <laughs> it's my job to cringe at you, Aaron. That's literally what I'm here for. Yeah. Well, uh, Terry, when you first heard of the show, you volunteered the fact that you have an uncomfortable poem about a pedophilic Santa Claus and another one that a workshop mate referred to as an amalgamation of every cliche you can think of, to which your professor nodded solemnly. Um, are you gracing us with those gems today, or have you found something different? I am gracing you with those gems today. Oh it boy. took some digging. Um, it took some digging. And uh, I was able, thankfully, to find them. And I actually found the first drafts of them, too. So Ooh, just rough. That's the pol- best. Unpolished. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, my first poem um, was an abecedarian about, like, the moon. And it was an ode to the moon. And um, that's lost to time, unfortunately. Mm. Oh, but, man. But my second poem I ever wrote was about a... a pedophile santa claus like you do yes yeah yes that's a nice transition that's a natural transition oh god (laughs) (laughs) and i and i remember it not being it not being a favorite in workshop and i thought it was to be honest i thought it was funny um but i don't think it's it's not that funny to other people right. yeah i'm wondering just how much of this we could actually leave in but we're yeah. <laughs> we're going to go with it we're going to we're going to see what happens here this is deep into the psyche we go hmm. um so shall shall i shall yes, i okay. please okay so unfortunately this one is called santa came <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Christmas at home is an eerie event. The noxious pine-scented candles singe nostril hairs. The house has a chill because the hearth has always lain barren. It's the night before Christmas, and the stockings are settled in a half-disintegrated box in the basement. Candy canes adorn the deep cracks in the plaster while I see spiders have made webs out of stray tinsel. Traditional carols attempt to play on the stereo. The CD is scratched, skips on one word with a slow and demonic persistence. Santa Claus sits with my mom at the table, the centerpiece a metal bucket replete with Bud Light. He tips a container of store-bought gingerbread cookies into his gaping hole of a mouth. The acrid smell of burning food hovers in the air. My mom's eyes roll up to see visions of sugar plum fairies as she slumps to the floor. Santa's stretch-marked belly hangs out of his tent-sized blouse, jiggles as he asks if I've been naughty. He gestures for me to come sit on his lap. His beard's caked with eggnog that's more whiskey than not. He whispers, sings, Santa Claus is coming to town with curdled milk breath. 
He reaches down and flings me gifts from his bag, an unwrapped pair of plain socks and a small train. His moist lips press unwelcome against my cheek. If you're a good girl, I'll let you ride on my sleigh. His ho-ho-ho erupts alongside a burp from his belly. His face turns from red, white to green, throws up his whiskey-laden cookies all over my train. Santa Claus wipes his puke-stained mouth off on my knitted reindeer sweater. The end. We don't need any context. <laughs> um, I'm just going to be haunted by that poem for the rest of my life. And uh, actually, I read that one out loud at an open reading. And, oh, um, wow. and, and uh, yeah, and I was like, this is the best I've got. <laughs> this is the absolute best I've got. Um <laughs> <laughs> and the subsequent drafts got more pedophilia oh, Like it, gosh. like to be honest, it got like a little worse. Um, <laughs> but that was a metaphor. The whole thing was a metaphor for my bad Christmases or my bad childhood. So I made Santa creepy and throw up and wipe his mouth on my sweater. <laughs> right. Okay. So obviously. That yeah, or you said okay. no context needed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Little bit of innocence lost there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Twas the Night Before Christmas is one of like my favorites. Um because of that It's just, ruined forever. Yeah, I mean like there's there's this Peter Paul and Mary Christmas album that we listen to as a family that I think Peter sings the whole thing, so I have it like set to a tune in my head and this might have ruined that for me. <laughs> it sincerely, I the uh, the other drafts too. It had more the sounds of that, mm-hmm. so I actually took the 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 sounds of that song and made it even worse. Really, wow, um, wow. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah. I think haunting is is the is a word Dave you used. Um, <laughs> Unnecessary, perhaps. It's <laughs> just, I love, I love the fact that, like, in the moment, you're like, yes, this one. I was so proud. I was like, this is hilarious. And they're like, this is not good. You should. And they're like, I don't think it's working. I'm like, you don't get it. You no. don't get it. You don't understand. <laughs> so. What, you guys can't laugh at horrific pain? Yeah, it's hilarious. I know. I. <laughs> they're like, I hope this... They're, wait a second. I actually workshopped it in two, in two classes because I was like, all right, it wasn't popular in this class, so maybe in the next one it'll, it'll get some, you know. And um, she's like, this didn't really happen though, right? I'm like, not literally, but like metaphorically. <sighs> She was, she was really trying to steer me away from uh, right. this poem. <laughs> this one's not being published except for here. Well, it's the only place that it's recorded in time. It is now recorded forever <laughs> and ever. Well, we send all of our podcast recordings to the Library of Congress. Oh, yes. so, yeah, probably should have warned you about that. <laughs> I mean, the Library of Congress has to burn the computer that they receive it on. But, right. You know. Oh man. So the the metaphor, um, you had some rough Christmases, and <laughs> you decided to take it out on on poor Saint Nick here. <laughs> yes, 
Exactly. Um, yeah, I. that's really it. I was like, okay, so this is the first poem I ever wrote in like a poetry class. The other one was about the moon, which is like a very typical, like, area. <laughs> Every poet writes about the moon. They're like obsessed with it. Um, so that was like my first thing. And then this was my, it was me trying to be like, okay, like, I need, I want to talk. I was like a lot of, like all of my early poems were about like my trauma, and then I, then I just, just served it up in workshop and and read it to people. Um, so that was me just trying to yeah be like yeah I, I had a messed up childhood, so let me take a happy holiday and an innocent awesome time and just mess it up so it's all twisted. And that was, and it was it's very clear that's that's what's happening. Um, right. but still perhaps not appreciated. I, I mean, like, I see the artistry. I see yeah. the, I <laughs> see what you're doing here. <laughs> I'm one of those people in the workshop is just, it's not working for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not working. Um, yeah, my, um, my poetry professor also was like, he's so nice about trying to make me stop with this. <laughs> <laughs> but again i was like you don't get it like you know i remember in part there was um there was this one girl that that printed out my poems um because we have to like write on them and mm. uh get feedback and her parents found this <gasps> and uh they got scared that it was her who wrote it and she told me about it that oh, they were gosh. concerned about her, she's like, please tell me, like, you didn't write this, right? And um, no, it was it was someone else, someone else, very disturbed. <laughs> you don't have to worry about me, mom. <laughs> but worry about my classmate. Yeah, <laughs> she's you not doing be worried, okay. just not about me. Yeah, <laughs> right. No, I I am kind of blown away by this because I kind of kept like oscillating back and forth between. This is funny and I can't stop laughing. And oh, wow, this is like legitimately disturbing and like visceral. And like, I I think you hit the nail on the head for what you were going for. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a I, um, horror story. Yeah, it's like a horror story. And I'm like kind of interested in it. Um, so there, I think there's, I don't know what I would do with it. But like still as I read it, I'm like, that's cool. That's an interesting image. Hmm. Um and I like like in a second draft, um, the the music skips on. It's starting to look a lot like Christmas, and it's and it's a slow. I imagine it being like, but it's skipping on that phrase, and it's mm. all demonic. And I'm like, that's interesting to me. I'd watch a horror movie on that, right? Yeah, this is making me wonder. Are are you a big fan of like the the um, Christmas slasher genre, like? Uh, what is no. it called? Black Christmas or um... Santa's Slay? S L A Y. That's one, isn't it? <laughs> oh my yeah. god! Yeah. Um, there's um, Krampus. Um, Krampus. Right. Krampus. I was like, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Krampus. He just crump dances a lot. <laughs> oh my god! I forgot about crumping. <laughs> <laughs> that was a thing for that like a hot second. <laughs> um, no, I'm not. But maybe I. But maybe I should be. But. I yeah. I know of Krampus, but I've no. never like Nightmare Before Christmas is kind sure. of messed up a yeah. little bit. It's a classic. It's a classic. Yeah. We love it, and I do love that. It made me think immediately of um, 
Gremlins. Gremlins. The scene when, uh, what is it, Phoebe Bridges, is she in that? Uh, she's describing uh, spoilers for this uh, classic 80s film. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, spoiler alert but, for this 40-year-old um, movie. <laughs> when she's describing the accidental death of her father. Oh, gosh. It's Uh-oh. like this most random dark moment within, uh, I mean, a dark humored comedy, but like it didn't need to be there. And it was just like, and that's why I hate Christmas. And it's like, <laughs> and it's, oh, good. Yeah. yeah. Do you know that scene? I've, I don't know the scene. I've watched the movie very, very, actually, as I was, as a child, I watched that okay. movie. I'm not, I don't remember too much yeah, of it. That's immediately what I thought of. Oh yeah. Them. I, it's funny because I actually have a dark story about Christmas. That I'll spare you, but I it relates like I can relate to that. Just like ruining the Christmas vibe. Right. Like I hate Christmas because of this terrible thing that happened. Who? Uh. <laughs> this is a special Christmas episode. Maybe we should save this. One it's no. It's holidays. Christmas in July. Yay! Christmas in July. Is this going to come out on the twenty fifth? Oh gosh! Um, <laughs> yes, it will. Oh yes, it will. This is our happy Christmas in July, everyone. Um, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is perfect. This was fate. Yeah. Fate, indeed. Well, I, I would love to move on if that's okay. <laughs> this, is, this is truly haunting. <laughs> yes, yes, we should. We shall move on to more haunting. Poems, because I don't, I don't write happy ones. Unfortunately, you might no. have noticed that with other. I did you notice can... that. We, we maybe we'll, um, we'll, we'll touch on that after the second one. Yeah. So, um, the stage is yours, Terry. Okay. So I will just explain for those interested. <laughs> this was an exercise in my class. This might have been like the third poem I wrote, and um, it's like an exercise called Twenty Little Poetry Projects. So. They have 20 um, points that you hit, and it might say something like add a piece of foreign language in it, um, contradict what you just said, like those kinds of things that you put in like one poem. So that's what this is. Okay. That's what it started from. Okay. Okay. This is time is a devourer of all things and also a bummer. So. <laughs> Okay. Wait, is that a part of the title? Because I love it. <laughs> that would make it more interesting, I think. Subtitle, also a bummer. <laughs> I know, that's a title. I should just write a book called Also a Bummer. You get used to it. Um, okay. <clears throat> Time is the devourer of all things. My cousin's body lay in the casket. I was only nine months older. She looks like a wax dummy. A young person's atoms burst like fireworks, but an old man is like a gnarled tree. Stricken with internal decay, it makes a modest thud as it drops, then dutifully splits open and smells like the soil it'll turn into. The congregation sings Amazing Grace. My tears turn like sap. I swipe at the stickiness that stains my cheeks. I taste it. The bitterness numbs my tongue. I once was blind, but now I see. We are all trees. Poison. (laughs) My skin ticks and twitches with a tick-tocking tick. The sun mercilessly carves wrinkles into me. 
It twists its knife clockwise with every new morning's light. Tuck. A newborn in the church cries. (laughs) Sorry. Sap oozing from its eyes. (laughs) Even babies live on borrowed time. Tick. Flies lay their eggs on my limbs. (laughs) Oh, my God. The maggots come no matter how hard I pray. Will I still make it to heaven in the bellies of flies? Tuck. I ran out of the funeral and fell into my cousin's freshly dug grave. I decided to try it on for size. Terry Lynn, born 1987, beloved mother and wife, as you are now, so once was I. It feels like all my sap is leaking. (laughs) Tempest Edex Rerum. That's where they found me, shouting, can anyone else hear this tick-tick-talking? The end. They're snapping. <laughs> Jesus. That was so bad. Um, I don't know if, if this worked, but um, something my uh, professor did was like, you got to rein it in a little bit. You're going too far. You're going too far. And uh, he was like, okay, just, you know, a little bit more subtle, perhaps. And um, I don't know if I've gotten more subtle. In some ways, I have. In some ways, maybe not. But um, that one was funny to read. My my go-to metaphor is always subtle as a brick through a window. (laughs) Um, And... Yeah, subtle as a brick through multiple windows. <laughs> <laughs> right. That smacks you right in the face. Right? Um, yeah, I was not a subtle person. Um, I have a problem with that. Um, but for your information, <laughs> Tempest Adax Rerum means time is a devourer of all things, in case you were wondering what that that Latin was. I was. Also the title. Dave, okay. Dave was it. <laughs> I was not. <laughs> nerdy, nerdy, nerdy. Nerdy, nerdy, nerdy. <laughs> no, yeah, they, Dave is the, the ancient languages. Um, yeah. I, okay. Yeah. I took Latin in high school. I did nothing with it, and I didn't know that much. But Yeah, I, I learned a lot of Latin, and it really only comes up in my poetry podcast. <laughs> yeah, we've talked okay. about Latin quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, that's super. So you should make a list of things poets do, like Latin, the moon. It's got to be. Mm. I don't know if Santa's mm-hmm. like a, I don't know if Santa. You know, this would have a... been our, I think, our first Santa experience on the show. <laughs> <laughs> we'll wait. You don't know. We'll wait. We'll yeah, see. maybe maybe they'll pop out of the woodwork now. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that's terrifying. Santa popping out of the woodwork. It's creepy. <laughs> Not unlike this poem. Yes. Yes. I mean, yeah, so you should try the 20. I mean, hopefully you get something better than this um, with the 20 Little Poetry Projects. But this is completely taken from that. And I this was the first draft of this. Um, it didn't get better, really. Um, I, there's just a lot of... I, the only thing that's kind of somewhat interesting maybe is the the sap the idea of sap and why i'd even went there i'm i wouldn't use it in the same way but i'm i'm interested in why sap came out in that no i i just like the uh i once was blind but now i see <laughs> we are all trees we are all trees oh my god oh my god the sap pours forth it's beautiful man beautiful <laughs> yeah like how you get to that tree metaphor, you, you know, um, 
this actually um this actually is making me think of a bible story dave do you got it uh, that exact line once was blind now i see we are all trees see i'm going like greek myth being no 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 tree, or uh orison scott card mark eight the- healing of the blind man where he sees trees oh wow <laughs> nice yeah see look at me Nerd. You're ma- yeah, yeah. The, I did not know that. Yeah, Jesus heals a blind man, and he's like, what do you see? And he's like, I see people, but they all look like trees. Shut up. Are you serious? No, that's, that's totally so it. Weird. That's totally it. And then Jesus so is like, weird. oops, let me tweak that. And then, and then he sees right. <laughs> and then, I, so I was, so I was, that is so interesting to me. Yeah. Oh, my God. So he's like, you're messed up. We got to fix it. You're seeing trees. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Was one of your your prompts in the twenty things you had to put in a eulogy? <laughs> no, no. You know what? I'm actually I have it open right now. Um, no, let me see. So, refer to yourself by nickname and in the third person. That's what it was. And that's then the, it. <laughs> yes. And oh, then gosh. I and then I because it was about like a a death and then I'm afraid of dying. Apparently, I guess in this. Um, the poem they call it the speaker the speaker is afraid of whatever um ah. but i usually don't i usually it's usually just me it's what it is um so yeah that's that's how it got there that's why i i eulogize myself See? <laughs> this this is amazing thank you yeah. yeah i was popular in um in workshop I, was, I made a name for myself, and I infamous. I, 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 don't, I infamous. don't know popular, but infamous might be the right way. That to is take it. that is so true. I would definitely <laughs> infamous. Um, yeah, people were. I have another one about. Oh my god, I, this one was. It's published. I don't think it's super bad. I don't know. It could be, but I have one about um about me taking my kid to a to like. Ripley's believe it or not and they have all of these torture devices around and Mm -hmm. I and I have him going in the torture devices like everyone was like taking pictures and torture devices you know in in the thing and I was like this is horrific (laughs) and let me write a poem about it and uh sat like make it satire but I put it in my own voice instead of like a third so it became a problem I also read that one out loud um and I was like, I just want to let you know I didn't really do this. But <laughs> people were, like, concerned. They were right. like... I recognized how messed up this is. Yes. So just preface <laughs> this. This is fiction. This is pretend. This is a fun <laughs> pretend poem. I love how all three of your, your described poems so far have come with, like, warnings. Yes. <laughs> now, before we read this, or before... <laughs> I was going through some stuff, guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, well, warning. Read with caution. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Um. Can I just say the uh, a newborn cries or a newborn in the church cries sap oozing from its eyes. Even babies live on borrowed time. Mm-hmm. That might be the most disturbing thing I've ever read, <laughs> and I love it. Mm. Like I think that's a really said, powerful hmm. thing. <laughs> Like that's good. I really like that line actually. It's like that music. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, creepy music, but music. I yeah. I noticed that a lot of my earlier stuff is really musicy more yeah. so than I 
than I would write now. Mm. Um, it almost seems like, because I never wrote poetry or read poetry before I became like an adult. And um, I think a lot of it was like me making like sing song. I thought it was like really rhymey. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, so I think my my writing naturally tried to make it kind of like a song instead of what I do now, which is less so. That makes total sense to me. I mean, uh, um, Jasper Ford, he described uh, poetry as, as songs without music. But you're saying something that like an, there's like an evolution beyond that poetry unto itself doesn't require the the rhythm or the mm. the sing-songy nature of music so that's yeah. fascinating i think yeah. i would for sure if i were writing um poetry today be singing it in my head yeah yeah, yeah and i think there's a there's definitely a place for that because i think sound is so much like a poetry is so much about sound because it's meant to be read out loud so you'll choose certain words like based on like the sounds it makes mm -hmm. um so like sound still plays in but for me i was like it was definitely a song without music and i was like going with the sound more than the content sometimes which might mm. be where i got sap and tree i don't know how it got how it happened but yeah kind of an evolution for my writing Ugh. sure <laughs> you were stuck with it yes <laughs> I was trying to work with the stick. The staff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I got it. It works. No, we we all got it, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that that awkward pause without any sort of chuckle. I, I thought maybe I needed to explain. <laughs> <laughs> we need a laugh track. We need a laugh track. That's what we need. We, I want to kind of move a little bit off of just this one because um, this actually reminds me of one that I read of yours um, this week was Mortuary Science. Is that what it was called? Or um... Yeah, yeah. I have one called Mortuary Science. Are you surprised? <laughs> no, well, it's, it just seems like that feels like an evolution from this work. It. That's a good point. Yeah. Do you see that connection between these two or or was that written at an entirely different time in your life oh well it was well thankfully mortuary science was written when i was better um <laughs> at writing um uh, but yeah it's i think themes kind of keep coming back and and back when you're writing and this was obviously not um something that i was done talking about so absolutely connected mm. though i've i've tried very hard to forget about the poem i just i read I just read to you. Um, so it's never really been seen, but absolutely kind of an evolution of that. That's a really good way of describing it. Definitely. The Mortuary Science one, um, which is published by Janice Literary. Um, that one is, it based, it's based off of, some, someone said something to me. Um, an old man, um, when I was visiting Pennsylvania, said, like, he met me. And he was like, you would be like a really good funeral director. I was like, oh, thank you. Um, why do you say that? Like, when this, <laughs> like I appreciate it. But like, what, a, what about me? Like, and he was like, I just know. And I'm like, okay. okay. And yeah, so another thing is grounding in a poem. I've learned to, if you ground and say the literal situation in the beginning or in the title, you can get wild at the end of the poem. Mm. So... And it does. That one gets a little um, unwieldy. It yeah. gets a little bit more abstract in that one. But definitely talk about my 
my cousin again. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, there's no sap or anything in this one <laughs> or me falling into graves or anything. No. Not that I, that I recall, but. <laughs> yeah. Well, usually when you're a, a funeral director, you know to be more careful around graves. Yes. <laughs> I think that's the first class you take. Don't fall in graves. This is an open grave. Yeah. Stay <laughs> this far away. So that man knew nothing that I would have been the worst director. <laughs> you know, having worked with many, um, there is a gift there. Um, and, okay, uh, so it was a compliment. No, it truly is. He meant it as one. I just didn't know why. Sure he did. (laughs) He's like, you're weird. You'd be great at funerals. (laughs) You teach monster theory, essay writing? Yes, yes. Um, Please talk about that. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, I do. Um, I'm into monsters and fear. Probably obvious from my my stuff. No, that's uh, super surprising. We never would have guessed that one. (laughs) Yeah. And um, so I teach writing composition to like freshmen and they have i have to teach them how to write how to like format arguments good arguments and uh the the way a way i've found to do that to make it interesting for everybody is to use monster theory or readings on monsters and fear to kind of work our way towards being better writers so that is what i do so monster theory is is kind of like the you, you study why people create monsters. Like why Ooh. do like why do we create monsters? What does it mean about what we fear and um, and things like that? So nice. I'm super interested in fear, pop culture, monsters, yeah. obviously horror stuff. Well, and I I think that's a really fascinating area because like the whole concept of monsters at least kind of like in the the western however you want to define that we -hmm. get a lot of that out of mary shelley and frankenstein which is all about what does it mean to be a monster right and who is the who's the real monster in that story and whose destruction matters in that yeah we talk about frankenstein a lot because he's like really shelley wrote like the first one of the i don't know i don't want to say that because the first but like we talk about Frankenstein so much because there's so many theories on you know Frankenstein and um but yeah like what preoccupation created that monster you know was it our fear of you know science taking over is that that what the, the monster comes from um we talk about like what's so creepy about dolls and my theory is that they look like dead children. Yeah. Like, honestly. Like, that yeah. was like, maybe it's because they look like dead children. Maybe that's why dolls are so creepy. Um, no, I, I love porcelain dolls that just sit on the wall and watch me. Yeah. <sighs> the, the best. <laughs> I, I was wondering, um, with the, the poems that I've read of yours, you have one about, like, zombie apocalypse. And, like, a, a lot of your imagery is very bodily and kind of ha- has almost a horror genre feel to it it's not always horrific but it's i don't know it just feels very body centric uh, so i'm wondering if your work in monster theory is influencing your writing like do you do you think about monsters and horror and slasher and stuff as you write or <laughs> um 
as we were, I'm like going off your Google Doc, and sure. um, you said that almost playfully horrific. And if that's not the tagline to my life or how I am, I just don't know what is. I'm gonna put that on my Twitter bio. Like playfully horrific <laughs> is like nails me. It's just like perfect description of of what I write. Um, no, I think I I definitely went into monster theory later on. Actually more most recently um so i think Hmm. it's just like a natural draw to me to go into monster theory because i love like pop culture things um like i i love things that are kind of like tacky a little bit Hmm. you know like not like super literary so that's something that drew me so i the themes like i'm really obsessed with like ghosts and paranormal stuff so absolutely into those things but you're totally right and i'm like when I was reading this Google Doc of, of your of what you kind of took in for my poetry, I'm like, yeah, I do like mess with bodies a lot. Like I'm a little like <laughs> irreverent with my gore, um, and gory. Um, like I have another poem that just no one will accept. It's like one of my favorite poems about a robin, um, a dead robin, and crows like ripping off its head. <laughs> and this is a true story. And I saw it happen. It was like. They killed it, and then its head, like, they were playing with its head. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, this is, I'm just, like, watching it from my front window, and I'm like, oh. I'm, like, telling my son, I'm like, I'm like his name's Talon, Talon, come look. <laughs> playing with its head. And, um, and, like, I wrote about it, and um, why did I talk about that? Oh, yeah, just, like, the, the, the creepiness of what I imagine happening to bodies or talking about bodies, but a lot of it is about like dismemberment or like mm. weird body stuff. And I don't know why that is, to be honest, Aaron. I'm going to have to think about that some more. Um, I have one that just came out with Flypaper Lit about um, Mary Toft. And, yes, um, that one yes. haunted me. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. She gave birth to rabbits for the woman who gave birth to rabbits, Mm. and it gets like grotesque um, a little bit. I had to read the whole Wikipedia page after reading that. (laughs) I was just like, "What is this?" Yes, what is? Now I regret it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I get super obscene with um, the details in that one, Um, and I agree that I do that, and I I don't know why. I mean, to, to each their own. I think there's a place for that kind of genre. And I think um, it's not typically my cup of tea. But, <laughs> but um, I think we, we're, we're coming to a close here, um, as, as we always do. And I, and I hate to bring these conversations to a close. But uh, for our dear listeners who wish to read more of your work, uh, I want to direct everyone to the publications page on your website, terrylindavis.com. And is there anywhere else you'd like to direct listeners to? Uh, Your podcast, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So on the website, you can find a link to all my work. Um, You can definitely find me on Twitter at Terry Lynn Davis. And uh, my podcast is is called Too Lit to Quit. You can find that pretty much anywhere, I think. I have a Twitter page um, for that, too. But thank you for liking it. Yeah. Well, (laughs) before you leave here at My Bad Poetry, we end each week with the words of a true poet. So would you be willing to share another one with us today? I would be willing. So this one is, is a published one. The other ones will never be published except for here. 
So this one is called My Mother as Action Movie Villain. And this one was published by the Daily Drunk Mag, which is a, a really cool um, online magazine that pu publishes a lot of like pop culture poems and like nonfiction and stuff like that. They, they held a contest and I won like a tote bag. Oh, cool. um, it's very, very cool. I do love that tote <laughs> bag. Um, but this one is an after poem. Um, you guys know what an after poem is? No, please, please tell us. <laughs> yeah, so um, I read a poem um, called My Mother as Tom Cruise. And it was by, let me get the name right, Louisa Muradian. Um, so I read that poem, My Mother as Tom Cruise. And I was like, oh, I love it so much um, that when you write an after poem, you, you like the idea so much that you kind of give kudos to it in little oh. italics underneath the title so that they know that there is a poem that kind of informs this one. Sure. Okay. I've read that before, but I've never known that. So, yeah. All right. We're educating on poetry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this one, also probably a bummer. Um, though I, though I, I think this one is also funny, so I don't know. I don't know. Um, this one's called, though, My Mother as Action Movie Villain. My mother, unfreezing from a 100-year cryogenic sleep, fists bursting through the glass chamber, running buck naked and soaking wet, snapping the necks of unnamed extras. My mother, in a tight leather bodysuit and an eye patch, Stroking a long-haired cat on her lap, placing a severed pinky finger into a stamped envelope. My mother laughing maniacally, dropping a lit cigarette onto a trail of gasoline, killing everyone, even herself. My mother as alien, skittering across the ceiling of a pitch-black -back boiler room. My mother pulling the covers over her head when the family friend knocks and enters her bedroom. My mother knowing peace was never an option, playing possum and shooting the hero in the kidney as he bends down to check on her limp body. My mother sweeping the leg of the protagonist, wiping blood from her bottom lip with a steady hand, saying, you hit like a bitch. <laughs> My mother saving the photo album from the burning house, her mother holding the match, the lighter fluid still on her brother's hands. My mother saying, I've been at the mercy of men just following orders. Never again. My mother starving at home, leaving school before breakfast when classmates recognized her wearing their donated clothes. My mother bathed in red light, alone in a room, throwing a bottle against the cement wall. My mother, the patron saint of poverty, forging signatures, throwing gold coins to the villagers of Sherwood Forest, shouting in an English accent, villainy is but a matter of perspective. My mother in an orange jumpsuit, shuffling down a corridor in handcuffs, fingering a nail file she found in a cake, a hint of a smile playing on her lips. My mother holding the machete, playing the part she was given. My mother raped for the last time. My mother being the one who knocks. My mother counting to three. Okay, we're done. Wow. You guys know Breaking Bad? Yeah. Okay, my mother being the one who knocks. I, I don't know if people... the one who knocks. She yeah. is the one who knocks now, okay? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. Yeah. 
with all your uh you said you loved pop culture this yeah. oh right be still my movie loving heart yeah um, <laughs> Yeah, and I guess I still like cliches a little bit because I mean, technically, are these these are not like my ideas? You know, these are just like almost movie cliches, which is kind of funny. I just thought about that. I mean, I like them, but I also seem to like cliches also. But it it's like a collage or it's an homage yes. to an era of action movies that. <laughs> It it just captures the whole sense of that that time, right? Yeah, and the um the original, um it went all over the place. It wasn't just Tom Cruise. It was kind of scope of some action movie, eighties action movie kind of thing, or nineties action movie kind of thing, and then interweave some per- potentially true things. Mm-hmm, right. Um, mm-hmm. so it was when I read it, I was like, oh. I love the idea so much that I, I've thought about this. I love villains so much. I love monsters. I love villains. And I've kind of gone through a, a reformation, I guess, of how I viewed my mom. Because in my early work, she was a villain, but not a, a nice one, like an interesting one. Mm. Like in the Santa Claus one, I have her as just like passing out and yeah. and stuff and being like a useless mm. prop, I guess, in that poem. But with this one, I've kind of seen her as having some sort of redemption, I guess, right, some yeah. depth. She so, has that agency, that need to be herself, yeah. Yeah, and I love that. And I love viewing her as having agency and as herself. Yeah. And it's still heroic because I think sometimes the villains are a lot more interesting than the, oh, for sure. than the heroes. Yeah. So, yeah, I love, I love villains, pop culture, and uh, it's my sweet spot. Nice. Yeah. Well, it shines. Uh, yeah, this yeah. this is a, a great poem. Um, yeah. Thank you. No. This has been My Bad Poetry. Now go write some of your own bad poetry. Yes. <laughs> Got it. First take. Nailed it. Yeah, yeah. No editing needed. <laughs> Rhyme free does man.